On today's episode of Recur Now, Marie Prokopetz portrays how her professional journey of going fully remote was at first a challenge, but now her superpower. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Wednesday, October 2nd. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. Up first, your top subscription news. Pitch raises $30 million to build the future of presentations. And BlueJeans launches BlueJeans Smart Meetings, machine intelligence to foster human engagement. And now, extended coverage with Grace. A growing number of commuters have found that the fastest way between point A and point B is if point A is point B. We found an interesting piece by Washington Post reporter Andrew Van Dam on the fastest growing commute. No commute at all. More than 1 in 20 Americans now usually work from home. New 2018 data from the U.S. Census Bureau shows. A separate Labor Department release this week found that 15% of workers worked at home for at least one full day, and that 25% worked from home occasionally. The probability of working from home increases with age, and a recent analysis of U.S. Patent Office employees hints that workers are willing to retire later if their work arrangements are more flexible. The work-from-home population has risen most sharply in Utah, though, since 2010. Economists found that employees at a large travel agency who were randomly assigned to work from home were 13% more productive, both because they worked more quickly and because they took fewer breaks and sick days. The economists then found productivity rose 22% among workers who actively chose to work from home. Spencer Cox, Utah's lieutenant governor, also notes that the program could create opportunities in the state's less populated areas. Even with the data to back its effectiveness, remote work is still a highly debated topic. Can productivity trump in-person connection? There's something to be said about the loneliness and burnout that comes with it. Which brings us seamlessly into our deep dive for today. A closer look at remote work and the implications of professional isolation. That's right, G. And Marie Prokopetz over at FYI can attest. Remote work is a challenge. Although her journey of going 100% remote was a struggle, she says now it's her superpower. Marie compiled a guide on how to stop struggling based on hundreds of tips and survey responses from remote workers. She knows there's no one-size-fits-all formula. Everyone has different work styles, different times at which they work, different work locations, different time zones. So the FYI team surveyed almost 500 people about remote work and put their findings together in the remote work report to break down the best practices you should follow to nail it no matter where you're cranking. These include practicing good meeting etiquette, creating boundaries between work and life, defining your role, and focusing on your health. If you're a remote worker in any regard, you should take some time to dive into this guide. It's not your fluffy filler content, but actionable pieces you can implement immediately. Their crew also pulled together a list of hundreds of tips on working remotely and has a growing list of the best remote work resources on the web, so we really have no excuse not to succeed. Here with us to weigh in is Mary Matten, ProfitWell Marketing Operations. Remote work once in a while is great. Speaking from experience, I did work full-time for a completely remote company. The downsides of completely remote work are that it can get really lonely. I will say it can be helpful for when we want to do deep work, not being in the office and being super distracted. Downside of that is I personally will not get up for three hours and I like won't eat anything or I won't drink water. And then I'll look up and three hours have gone by, which 
you know, can be healthy or not healthy, depending on how you look at it. I do agree with the flexibility of being able to, if you have a doctor's appointment, work from home to avoid the wasted commute time. Or if you're sick, but, you know, not dying and can still work, work from home or, you know, different things like that. But I think that it takes a special kind of person to be able to work remotely full time. And that's a wrap for your subscription news for October 2. We'll have more for you here tomorrow. And now, a look at tomorrow's Name Your Price. Name Your Price is a game in which players are prompted with questions of monetary value. I'm going to half a million. $100. <laughs> 300 bucks a month. 100000 $5,000. <laughs> I'm saying 500 k Tomorrow, we're asking our team, for how much would you give up your strongest team member? Find this and more like it on RecurNow.com. Subscription software, subscription media, subscription pickles, you name it, and out there somewhere, there's a recurring revenue business for it. The subscription model is no doubt dominating the world and turning the traditional business model on its head. On today's Profit Well Book Club, I dive deep into Subscribed, written by Zora's CEO, Tinzo, who argues the subscription model is revolutionizing our future and how to start implementing it the right way. Subscribed at its core is an analysis of how the subscription business model is taking over industries across the board. In it, Teen drives home three main points. Point number one, the recurring revenue model is revolutionizing our future. We're all witness to the internet revolutionizing how people fundamentally connect with companies and access products. And with this, the subscription business model is becoming ever apparent in industries across the board. Think about it. The video, music, and retail industries are already so heavily on board with the model. And although tech companies took an immediate hit when they made the switch to subscription, they've ultimately gained exponentially from it. Startups who were taking a huge gamble with this model have actually dominated those better established companies by following through. Remember Blockbuster before streaming services came around? Me neither. Point number two, the subscription model challenges the traditional business model, instead prioritizing users' changing needs over perfecting a physical product. While the traditional business mindset revolves around creating a product and selling as much of it as you can, the subscription model provides even more access and service. Just look at Netflix, Spotify, or Lyft. People value these services over a physical product. Once you recognize what your user actually wants, you're much better placed to tailor your service to those in need of them. Point number three. You must follow a new system to start implementing your own subscription model. Traditional marketing is all about product, price, promotion, and place. It reflects a black and white approach of creating something people want, making it competitive yet profitable, advertising it intelligently, and selling it in the right place at the right time. But this model changes when you swap out product for subscription. So, do you need to read this? Subscribed is a must-read for subscription newbies. We give a copy to all new hires. But for folks already in the thick of it, this summary should give you all you need. Ultimately, we should be shifting our mindsets to better recognize, understand, and avoid the shortcomings of traditional innovation, marketing, sales, finance, and IT strategies. A business with a successful business model does this openly, constantly innovating to the needs of their user. If you feel like you're set, skip ahead. But if you want to dig deeper with us, keep listening. We digested subscribed from cover to cover so you don't have to.
So let's dig a bit deeper into each point and see what we can unpack from Teen's take. Point number one. The recurring revenue model is the business model of our future. We're all witness to the internet, revolutionizing how people connect with companies and access products. And with this, the subscription business model is becoming ever apparent in industries across the board. From eating and traveling to reading and consuming media, Teen underlines that users are veering against physical products. Instead, they want services. And we're amid a data revolution, which is fueling this new business model, one that comes down to two key factors, service and access. So many industries are already so heavily on board with the model. You no longer buy CDs or DVDs, but instead a subscription to Spotify or Netflix. And although tech companies took an immediate hit when they made the switch to subscription, they've ultimately gained exponentially from it. Although shifting to the model is clearly advantageous, it has had its hurdles especially for small businesses. For pre-existing physical software like Adobe, switching meant a period of decline since subscription revenues were deferred for a year. Cost increased and revenue decreased. This is known as a fish. When plotted on a graph, the two curves give you the outline of a fish as revenue dips and expenses climb. That being said, the upfront hit is often worth it because you're pivoting with the times. Startups who are taking a huge gamble with this model have actually dominated those better established companies by following through. We're much more concerned with accessing a service at the time we need it than obtaining the physical product in our hands. And this mindset arguably goes to show that business school and graduating with your MBA is a waste of time, Teen claims. Only 12% of the companies in the 1955 Fortune 500 list, an index of the 500 most profitable companies in the U.S., are still on it today. And that's because they couldn't keep up with the times. They weren't adaptable enough to remain a need for their users. And the ones still on that list you may not even recognize because they've flipped their switch so majorly. It comes down to the bottom line that the traditional business model is dead. Point number two. The subscription model challenges the traditional business model, instead prioritizing users' changing needs over perfecting a physical product. While the traditional business mindset revolves around creating a product and selling as much of it as you can, the subscription model provides the golden combination of access with service. Again, look at Netflix, Spotify, Lyft, all industries are being touched by the new outlook, recognizing what their users actually want so they're much better placed to tailor their service to those in need of it. Again, people value services over a physical product. If we look to travel, we have Lyft and Uber taking over every major road as users want that convenience factor rather than a vehicle and its subsequent fees. And for those car junkies out there, there's even still an option to subscribe to the physical product. Makers like Porsche and Volvo are offering subscription services at a monthly rate. Surf Air dips into subscription aviation, a monthly private jet expense. Teen also looks to newspapers, the original subscription players, and that subscription news services still dominate the space reinstating the idea that readers are loyal and will pay for good content. Subscribed was published in June 2018, and it's even more of a challenge today to think of an industry that has not seen an effect from the subscription model. And we're only seeing more launched every day. Point number three, you must follow a new system to start implementing your own subscription model today. Traditional marketing is all about the four P's, product, price, promotion, and place. But like we said, this model changes when you swap out product for subscription. One of the most obvious and immediate changes will lie in your bookkeeping efforts. The old school approach recognizes one corresponding credit for every debit, but applying that to subscription services doesn't work because of the recurring nature of the income. And the traditional method would make your company look like it's spending a lot more than it's taking in. So Teen came up with a new approach to the overview based on annual recurring revenue, which we know as ARR. You start with gross ARR, what 
you make from subscriptions each year and subtract your churn. In recurring revenue businesses, it can look like there's hardly any profit being made, but that's not necessarily the case because when ARR grows, the budget does too. You calculate recurring profit by deducting recurring costs like admin fees and overheads. And Teen advises us to remember that even though sales and marketing costs come out of the recurring profit, they are also counted as future income because they're spent on growth, so they ultimately help increase ARR. With a subscription model, the presence of IT also becomes exponentially more crucial as IT teams switch their focus to managing multiple subscribers' behaviors and responding to their needs in real time. Subscription services are cyclical, constantly looking at renewals, suspensions, upgrades, and downgrades, and so they require much more dynamic data systems because of it. And Teen advises following the Padre system to start transforming your business into a user-centric subscription operation. Padre stands for Pipeline, Acquire, Deploy, Run, and Expand. Pipeline is about raising awareness of your company and turning it into demand. Acquisition is all about understanding your users' needs and leading them to sign up for a new subscription. Deploy refers to getting your users set up with your service as seamlessly as possible. Running simply means the day-to-day management of your service running smoothly. And expanding is all about retaining your users through growth and functionality, innovating with new developments as you see fit. Padre is all about cross-functional coordination, so all the cogs in your machine are affecting one another. This becomes ultra-efficient to pinpoint where there's an issue and how best to solve it as a full team effort. Again, Subscribed is a must-read for subscription newbies. We give a copy to all our new hires, but for folks already in the thick of it, our extended summary should suffice. Ultimately, we need to be shifting our mindsets to better recognize, understand, and avoid the shortcomings of traditional innovation, marketing, sales, finance, and IT strategies. A business with a successful business model does this openly, constantly innovating to the needs of their users. And that's exactly the message Subscribe stands for at its core. Hang out with us next time. And if you have a book you want us to break down, send it over to abby at recurnow.com and tag us on social with hashtag recurnow and we will get it on the list. That's it for your October 2nd subscription rundown. Hang out with us here tomorrow, same time, same space. If you're not on the list to receive episodes, get yourself over to recurnow.com. 